0: National's doubling down on its claim there's a very real and growing possibility of a hung parliament and that would mean going back to the polls. Christopher Luxon has defended the comments made at the weekend by the party's campaign chair and senior MP Chris Bishop but now concedes it's unlikely. Bishop has said it could happen if they can't strike a three-way deal with parties to form a government. So what are the legal ins and outs? Well, joining us now is Otago University Law Professor Andrew Geddes. Kia ora, Andrew.
1: Kia ora. Hey, let's
0: start off with how long they've got to work it out. How long do they get to work out if they can form a government
1: or not? Uh, as long as a piece of string. <laughs> there's no there is no formal cut-off date to form a government. Um, the negotiations can carry on in law for as long as it takes. There is a requirement that Parliament meet six weeks after the election results are announced. But you can have parliament meet without uh, a government having formed uh, and uh, carry on thereafter. So the short answer is it'll take as long as it takes for them to talk and as long as the public will kind of stomach the ongoing uh, uncertainty. The the biggest constraint here is kind of political culture. People want a government. That's what's likely to uh, put a time limit on it.
0: So, explain to us what the Governor-General's role is during this time, and who decides to call time on negotiations? Who calls, well, no deal?
1: Yeah, so the Governor-General's role is to sit and wait. The Governor-General has no active role. What the Governor-General looks for is uh, public announcements from the parties that they have reached an agreement which will create a majority in Parliament. So she's just looking to see, will parties publicly state they will work together in a government that gives 61 MPs or at least a majority, more MPs supporting the government than will oppose it. And when she hears that, she will then appoint... uh, the the leader of that group of parties, the prime minister. If this process carries on and the negotiations just don't appear to be working, the actual actual way a new election is held is that the caretaker prime minister, the person who remains in office, Chris Hipkins, running the country on a day-to-day basis, just basically keeping the lights on, keeping the power going, he is one who actually goes to the governor general and says, this isn't going to work, there needs to be a new election. But that caretaker Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, could only do it if a majority of MPs, parties with a majority, say there needs to be a new election. He can't do it off his own bat. He can only reflect the will of Parliament.
0: So part of the Governor-General's role is to ascertain where the confidence of the House lies. What does that that mean,
1: Andrew? Fancy way of saying, is there more people support a government than oppose it? The confidence of the House simply means that if there's a vote of confidence, more people will support that vote of confidence than will oppose confidence. If the Governor-General is happy that, yep, that situation exists, they will appoint a government on that basis.
0: So, if, and it's a big if, if nobody can form a deal and there is a decision that it's time to go back to the polls, the time frame for that is dictated by what, Andrew? Who sets the date for the next merry-go-round?
1: Uh, so, well, the Governor-General does on the advice of the caretaker Prime Minister. It gets very complicated because there's the mix of certain legal requirements... Um, Deadlines in the Electoral Act that, uh, you know, have to be adhered to. But more importantly, the Electoral Commission practically would have to be able to get all the machinery up and running again. I mean, remember, an election involves literally tens of thousands of people being hired to run the thing. Thousands of polling stations around the country, all of those would have to be found, they would have to be staffed, all that machinery would have to be able to be put in place. Back in 2002, which is the last time we had a kind of unscheduled election that happened very quickly, there was a 46-day gap between the election being called, the election date being announced, and the actual election. It would be hard to see how you could do it any quicker than that. So at least uh, you know a month and a half before you get to vote after you decide you have to go back to the polls.
0: And Andrew, to put this all in pers- perspective, please, how many times has New Zealand had a hung parliament?
1: A hung parliament? Uh, well, we haven't. Uh, we've had certainly had situations where, and under MP, <laughs> OK, let me go back. I think <laughs> we've all got a little bit sort of unsettled by the fact that for the last three years we've had a one-party majority government. And we've forgotten that under MNP, every government has technically been a minority because they've all been in coalition and you know arrangements. So this is nothing unusual. This is how MNP works. Things have just got a little bit more uncertain and fractious because the parties that look like they might have to do a deal are sort of arguing with each other. But this is MNP. This is how it works.
0: Patchwork, quilt, start sewing. Thank you, Andrew. That is Otago University Law Professor Andrew Geddes there.